0: Here's your host, Carissa Sims.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Vicki Matthews. Hello. Hello, it's
2: great to be here.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to have you on my show. Vicki is amazing. She has quite a resume. She's a naturopathic physician and relationship coach, which is a combination I wouldn't normally think of. It's amazing. (laughs) She has been a guest on Oprah's show twice, as well as being featured in print and on radio and podcasts. But really all you have to say is Oprah and then everything else is like, (laughs) okay, whatever. <laughs> oh wow. Well. Okay. I mean, Oprah is like cream de la creme, the yes. top. So that's amazing. In addition to her medical degree, Dr. Matthews also has a degree in psychology and an MBA in marketing and consumer behavior from the University of Chicago Booth School of Business. She is the author of The Five Elements of Relationships, How to Get Along with Anyone, Anytime, any place. What more do you need? Welcome, (laughs) Vicki. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yes. And Vicki and I connected from the National Publicity Summit. So I'm very grateful and I'm grateful for your persistence and reaching out to me. So since the holidays are coming up, I know this might be a good time to maybe apply some of the wisdom from your book. So Maybe we can go over some of the elements of five elements of relationships so that we can get along with possibly challenging family members.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Well, let's just start basically with the idea that in the five element model, which comes from traditional Chinese medicine, and I came across that as part of my naturopathic studies and um, Chinese medicine is based on that model, all the acupuncture meridians, all of that comes from that model and in that model, different meridians, which are basically rivers of energy govern different organ systems. So that's that's how it developed. But when I was studying it, it became kind of apparent to me that our personalities sit in there too. Not only does that model, it's embedded in our energy systems, basically. So it affects our physical, but also our emotional and our mental aspects too. And especially at an emotional level, it affects our relationships. So I think of it as in our auric field and the energy surrounding us, all five of these elements are there, but one is closest to us, like they stack up. And Mm -hmm. the one that's closest to it, I call our primary elemental personality. It colors how we look at the world. Like if you're standing at a window and there's a tint on it, That's you look at the world through that tint. We look at the world through our elemental personality that's closest to us. I mean, the good news is we have all five, but this one that's closest to us, man, it colors exactly how we interact with everybody and everything.
1: Wow, that's amazing. So how do we figure out, do you have a formula to figure out or is it our birthdays? How is that typically
2: determined? (laughs) Even easier, there's a quiz.
1: (laughs) Oh! everybody go take the quiz it's on my
2: website it's actually in the back of my book and it's on my website drvickymatthews.com and the quiz is self-scoring so it just you're answering questions basically there the answers will be obvious to you because it is how you look at the world Mm. and then because it will have all five you'll have a number ranking in each of them like you might have answered six yes to six wood questions versus seven water or whatever Mm -hmm. and there's plenty of instructions on there I I I am overdue instructions often, so there's plenty of instructions to understand exactly what it means. And then you can match it up to, there's lots of writing on my website, but also my book goes deep dive into each of these elemental personalities and more importantly, how they relate to each other.
1: Oh, brilliant. Yeah. The five elements
2: are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. For those of you that aren't familiar with the five element model. And so we, we have all of those in our energy as personalities, but we lead with one. I am a wood, primary wood personality. Wood people like to get things done. They make it happen. When I was running my own business, I always joked, if you want something done, give it to a wood, they'll get it done. So that's water is, and that will impact a lot of what we're talking about for the holidays. So let me just describe each personality real briefly.
1: Yeah. And before we get into that, can I just ask, is it important to know the other person's element that you're interacting with or only your own?
2: Um, it's important to know both, but okay. it's it's not like you have to hand them a quiz and say, I won't date you, unless <laughs> you take this quiz. <laughs> What, but, Maybe you could guess it,
1: their answers or something.
2: You, you, well, here's the deal. Once I ex- describe these, you're going to go, Oh, so and so's a water person. Oh my gosh. So and so is such an earth. It's, it's really obvious in, in our, in our behaviors and in what we value, what we love, what we hate, what we're good at. That, that's all baked into how our personality expresses. Okay. So it's, it's really, it's not rocket science. Trust me. <laughs> Good. So, okay, great. So the the five personalities, the water personality that relates to winter, to yin time, the ancient space this, the model is based on cycles. So they based it on the cycle of nature. Basically, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall and, and equinox times. It's it's just pretty basic. So water is winter. That's when things are interdirected, the yin time of the seasons. And water people are very interdirected. That is where creativity and um, inspiration sits in the water element. So these people love free time. They love deep discussions. They adore reading. They are really not good at tight schedules. Budgets, anything that tries to structure them. Think about water. Water likes to flow. Mm. So people that have a water personality will be um, artists or people that like to write or people that are really deep into philosophic topics. These are the water people of the world. Then the wood people, like I said, wood people in the, the spring, it's, you know, that energy to make the buds burst out through the bark and things manifest from, from nothing. And that's kind of the wood personality. They love challenges. They're great at getting things done. Accomplishments matter to them. The doing is not important as much as the succeeding to wood people. And they really like to keep things moving forward. They're great um, at managing almost anything. So they will be, um you know, your business executives, uh, some sports figures that are always scoring or making good moves or whatever will have that would per- make it happen personality. Fire people! That summer, everything's out there. Let's party! It's great. Fire people love people. They love connecting with people. That instant, oh my God, I think I knew you from high school, or oh wow, is you're, you're new. What do you like to do? They're they're just engaging with people. It may not last long, but they really like that connection. And fire energy is the excitement, the enthusiasm. Fire people love parties. They are happy to stand up and talk in front of twenty thousand people. They like being busy. They do not like being ignored. They do not like the mundane and the ordinary and they bore easily. So that's just something to know about a fire person. Earth people are, they're the the balancing, they're the solstice equinox balance points in a cycle and they are the nurturers, the caregivers, they love helping people, family and friends matter deeply, home matters, they're foodies to the core. They are the, the, any any teacher you had in grade school was probably had a lot of earth energy. So they're, and they will be, they'll be really, really good at holidays, things like that, it'll matter. And they will be the ones that make everybody's favorite casserole and, and that kind of thing. And finally, metal is autumn. That's when we start closing down and going inside again, moving toward winter. And they are, they are sit at the end of a cycle, and they can look back and see the whole cycle. So they're good at looking at the past. They're the ones that'll say, let's keep the zucchini, but not worry about the zucchini vine. Mm-hmm. They're the discerners and the assessors. And the minutiae matters to them. Detail matters to them. I am married to a metal. I can tell you anything you'd like to know about the metal personality. <laughs> So that's, um, and, and they are really good at detail-oriented things, law, they make their good law or business details, um, anything that requires lots of finite descriptions are good at writing those things. So it's, um, again, they're the people that sit at the end and they can, they can, they're wise, they're very wise, as my husband likes to point out.
1: Yes, of course, of course. So can we walk through a scenario of like, okay, say, let's take yourself for example. So you're a wood and your husband is a metal. Could you walk us through what challenges might come up? Sure. you and then and then how we could know that this might come up because of the differences and then deal with that
2: and that's where the model comes in and i i will absolutely give you several good examples but in the model it's based on nature so water would feed wood but water will put out fire so a water wood relationship is going to feel very different to the wood than a water fire relationship will feel to the fire. Both are important and I've had lots of lots of clients that have that connection, that combination and have wonderful relationships. But if you know and and, and let's me also point out speaking of my own marriage, my husband is a metal, metal chops wood. So mm-hmm. that's what would be called the a axe. control. Huh? a controlling cycle basically the model has a nurturing cycle which if people are familiar with the model is the big circle and it has a controlling cycle which is the five pointed star in the middle of the mo- of the circle and that is in a nutshell and again this was like a eureka moment for me that's how people relate this is it's a given how a water person is going to relate to a wood and it's a given how a water person will relate to a fire and of course in our personalities are all slightly different and there will be highs and lows but let me give you a couple examples my husband and I met in college and we moved, graduated and got married on the same weekend because all our friends were graduating and moving away and we wanted our friends at our wedding. So it was a it's a was a hustle through, make it happen weekend. And then two weeks later, we were driving from Chicago, which is where we met at college desert, but it is nothing but sand and rock and sand and rock. Nothing is there, not even highway patrolmen. And my husband of two weeks drove the speed limit. And I was like, could we speed this up? And he looked at me like I was absolutely crazy and said, we're going the speed limit. There's no other option here. And that is the precision and the exactness and the rule following of the metal. And the wanting to make it happen quicker is the make it happen energy of the wood. Now, I didn't know all about that back then, or I would have probably handled the whole scene a little bit better. But it was it was a little bit of a shock to think maybe I don't like the man I love. But as I got to know him, and we're still married many, many years later, so it's obviously worked out. But that kind, if I had known then what I know now, that would have been a much more pleasant drive (laughs) from Chicago to L.A. In my practice, I have, you know, I work with a lot of people um, health-wise, and one of the, uh, I deal with a lot of cancer, a lot of people with cancer, and have have a fairly good track record of helping people. And one of the ways that we, hmm? That's amazing. Um, well, but I work with them a mental, emotional, physical and spiritual levels. I mean, if you can get balanced at those levels, you're you're giving your body a better chance to heal. And if it's not your path to heal, there's nothing I or anybody else is going to do. But if it is, we can, these will help make it easier for your body to reclaim health. And as I worked with them, when we talked about what's, what's emotionally not working for you, almost always it was relationships. And that's how I got into relationship work was these people keep bringing up relationships. And once I found this model and started developing it, it was really easy to help people understand the, the the rub points of their relationships, if you will, and give them some advice and some ways to look at it. And I'm, I'm going to go to a, an example that I love that is, uh, doesn't deal with illness but deals with a dad trying to understand his son. And this dad was a football star in college. And his son wasn't a football star. <laughs> his son, when he was younger, he the, the guy came to me and he said, I'm raising a wimpy kid. There's something wrong with my kid. He doesn't want to play football. And I helped him understand that his son wasn't a wood. This guy, obviously, the dad was a wood person. And his son was not. His son was a water. He was very creative. He was very quiet. He was happy by himself. He wanted to read and he wanted more than anything else, a camera to take pictures. And the dad, once the dad got it, that, okay, he's not a mini me and I'm, I'm putting all my stuff on him and that's not right. He's his own little person and he's not wired like me. Oh, he's going to be creative. So, yeah, he bought himself and his kid cameras. And they bonded doing shoots and and you know photographing nature. And the the kid grew up and he's a professional photographer now.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, that's amazing.
2: So that's the level of understanding that I think this this information brings to people, so that we can get along better. You, it's hard to get along with someone you don't understand.
1: Mm. That's true. That's true. So say you're going home for the holidays. (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) maybe there's a challenging situation with the siblings. How Mm -hmm. could you, how could you prepare for that?
2: Well, Ideally, based on how I described what peop what the different elements like or don't like, you have some sense of you know if your mother is over likes cooking and loves everything and is overbearing and wants you to always be happy, but it has to be her way type of thing it's a good bet she's probably got a lot of earth energy and she's only trying to help, but it's in a kind of smothering way, which is an indication that she has a little she hasn't done she hasn't done her work to balance her own energies it's all it's she needs to look at herself and help herself balance as much as she wants to fix everybody else but if you know that you are going to be spending a lot of time with someone that has a lot of earth energy in the model what helps keep earth energy balanced and and controlled if you will that would be wood wood energy so wear a lot of green around your mama because green brings up wood energy and it will help diminish that kind of abundance of earth she is having at the holidays and the kids are all home and we're going to have every favorite recipe ever known to man. And you know, that kind of a thing. So in my book and and some places on my website as well, there are other things besides what color you wear. There are different teas you can drink. There's different gemstones, like um, tiger's eye will help balance earth energy. You can give mom a a tiger's eye pendant for Christmas or a bracelet and say, wear this 24 seven while I'm here, please. Thank you. I mean, so there's, there's lots of ways to help balance these energies in us. So that's one way but but to what you wear around them they don't need to know that you're trying to balance their energy so it's it's that kind of a thing and um for example if you're you are going to be with someone that you know is a primary fire personality they love to laugh they're there's a practical joker they're always goofing around it's hard to get them to take anything seriously then um you want to do things that you know will help keep their fire down but if they if they're not happy or they're not entertained, you want to do things that will help engage them. They love games. They love fun and games. I think in, maybe in one of the things that I sent you was a suggestion. If you know you're going to be entertaining a lot of fire people, have a game. It could be something as simple as here. How many beans in the jar game? Fire people love playing. They love doing fun things. And it goes to saying, go, it goes without saying with Earth. If you're going to be around a lot of Earth people, bring food. That will make them happy. Food makes, whether they made it themselves or not, food makes earth people happy. So if you're going to be with fire people, have some kind of a game or some active activity, they don't do sitting around and talking a lot well. So if you're going to be with a wood person, wood people, when they get out of balance, kind of get bossy and pushy. And that isn't, you know, that works for them, but it may not work with the people they're going to be around. So as I mentioned with my husband, metal is what chops wood. If you're trying to help someone not be too bossy and pushy, put a lot of white around them. White is the color that will help diminish the wood. But also, wood, if you want to keep them engaged, give them jobs to do. Oh, oh, Sally, would you set the table? Oh, Sally, could you keep an eye on Davy for while I'm doing this? First of all, that makes them feel needed, which every wood loves. Second of all, it gives them something to focus on and be productive in, which every wood loves. And third of all, it will make them feel useful, which every wood loves. So that's another way to to make sure you're engaging with the people around you in a way that's positive for them. The metal personality, I can tell you from great experience. They love process and protocol. In the holidays, they are going to be... Interested in doing things the right way because there's right and wrong and why would you do wrong when you know what is right, so you can. Um, you can help them, you know, set the table and let them set up what they think is the right way and okay that's the way it got set you know if that's right to them that's fine for everybody else. Um, you can ask them their thoughts on things you know how would you do this, how would you like this done the only warning if you're doing that with a medal is take their advice because if you don't they will take it as a deep personal cut that you didn't believe they were right enough ah. so don't ask advice of a metal personality if you aren't going to take it whatever it might be
1: so and usually I'm they're very my husband is metal that sounds what
2: like. is your what's your husband's occupation
1: he's a cameraman
2: cameraman okay so he'll have some water he's got to have some creativity in there oh yeah but he's very as a professional photographer probably he has a good amount of metal because the precision and all that is going to be really really important so yeah. he probably he probably does yeah the the fun thing about entertaining waters is that they're a challenge and that they don't like people <laughs> i mean they just they would they like select people but they don't like crowds they are not fun they are they're deep philosophic I actually and I think I mentioned it in my book. I had a client who at family she had a, an uncle who was a water a really really deep water personality and he was always the odd fish, no pun intended. I mean, he just didn't fit in anywhere. So she started inviting a couple of her friends that she knew were water personalities to these parties. And they the uncle found them and they ha- they were off in a corner most of the party having deep discussions and the uncle had never had such a good time at a at a family gathering because there were people there were his people there he could talk to them they could bond. So it's, um, it's another good way to know the people and know how to make them happy and, and feel appreciated.
1: No, oh, that's amazing. I love all those examples. And it's so fascinating that you can shift another person's energy by wearing a color or having them wear a stone. I totally believe in that. And, and that's so great that you have that advice. Uh-huh
2: and it's it's based on how the energy reacts to the vibration of the color though mm-hmm. so it's and and again green will build wood and if you're having somebody somebody can't make up their mind what to do or they can't take that first step green will help them do that and like i said there's teas that will help them do that um green aventurine or malachite stone will help them do that it's again all this information is on my website
1: yeah but you
2: could buy the book oh you could buy the book it's in the book well and the cool thing about the book if i do say so myself (laughs) is that it's got the first five chapters describe you know a chapter for water a chapter for wood a chapter for fire and then earth and metal and at the very back of each chapter there's a a last segment called quick tips and it's uh, dozens of tips To help balance a personality a wood personality that's out of balance for example or a water personality that's out of balance so it's it's um it's like a quick go-to type thing as well
1: yeah yeah that's great and is this quiz that you have on your website can kids take that or do parents do it with the kids
2: the the i would depending on the age if the kid is like 11 10 or 11 or older they can probably do it themselves. The questions are pretty basic. You know, I'd rather to do this than this. Or mm-hmm. if someone says this to me, I'm going to feel this way. And it's all multiple choice. They don't have to come up with how they're really feeling. My gotcha. response would be A, B, C or D type of thing. If they're much younger than like seven, eight or seven or eight or younger, it might be good for the parent to ask the child the question. And then based on their knowledge of and observance of the child's behavior, say, um, Oh, well, that sounds exactly like what I think you do. Or, or are you sure you do that? Maybe you might be more mm-hmm. inclined. Again, I think at a young age, children aren't as perceptive about their trends and behavior as adults might be. But yes, you can absolutely, keep, we are born with this, with these personalities in place. They are part of us from the minute we're born.
1: Wow. And how does this interact with, you know, your horoscope or astrology? It's an
2: excellent question. Okay. Excellent question. Okay. And the short answer is it doesn't.
1: <laughs> it has nothing to do with it, right?
2: No, okay. no it doesn't. It has to do with um, your mother. You know, astrology absolutely has to do with the, the planets and the alignments and things like that. And there's a lot that I think is awesome about astrology. The Your personality type what your primary personality is i that comes from your mother that 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 is uh, endowed into your energy from your mother's energy but at a i personally believe at a soul level we come to this planet with a purpose and we usually pick our personality structure to help us in that purpose hmm. so i think it's when i when when somebody it takes it like when in my in my um, practice, people would take the, the quiz and say, oh, my God, I'm a fire. I don't want to be a fire. Fire sounds horrible. <laughs> I don't want to be a fire. It's like chill. Number one, you're in out of balance fire right now. So let's just take a couple deep breaths and, and be OK. But then here's all the wonderful things about fires met, went into judgment
1: about themselves.
2: They do. And and what I always say after we get them calmed down is your soul chose this for a reason. What might that reason be? And then we have an incredible discussion. I mean, it's it's a it's that was one of the parts I loved the most about in my practice, pe- working with people and their elemental personality, is all the awareness it generated for them and the light bulbs that could go on, not just in their relationships to other people, which were super important, especially for health reasons, but for them their better understanding of themselves. It was it's it's it really I, I came to a great peace once I realized I'm not a bossy person. I'm a wood. <laughs> that's just the way it is. At
1: least the, the judgment about yourself. That's, yes. that's the thing. Yes. That's
2: and it. I picked that. And, and looking back, I can see at least five different reasons that I picked to have a lot of wood energy in terms of things that I've started, things I've created, um, books that I've written. It, it, it goes, okay, yeah, it takes wood energy to do that. That's why I have a lot of wood energy.
1: Mm, amazing. I'm, I'm so excited to figure out what I am. I'm like, oh, I wonder. <laughs> and and so did you wear red because of um, it helps you stay yes. okay very <laughs> observant good
2: for you It <laughs> builds my fire so uh, that makes me more outgoing than I might normally be that yeah. makes it easier for me to connect with people I don't know and it makes me hopefully more engaging and entertaining. <laughs>
1: Oh, yes. I feel that. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. That is just amazing.
2: Yeah. I I wear red at almost every interview I can.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Great and And I heard someone talk about uh how your colors impact people and like different feelings that they ignite and mm-hmm. i and I know that that happens like if you paint your walls a certain color and, exactly you know um so it's yeah it's all fascinating
2: the The interesting thing with with colors as far as the five elements are concerned is that every color is associated with an element, so for example, if you wanted an artist's studio you would paint it blue because that builds water so that would build inspiration it would build creativity um if you have too much water a wood sitting there would feel like they're drowning now there are other there are other uh oh i don't know techniques or ideas that talk about colors and and um productivity or whatever i'm i'm coming at it through the lens of the five elements and how they stack up in our, in our field, and our personality.
1: I see. I see. So how do we, how do people diminish each other unconsciously?
2: <laughs> um, I think first and foremost, we diminish each other by not understanding each other. Mm. we, apply it it, Be
1: like us or something or
2: we assume everybody's like us you know we're we're looking through this filter of our primary element i mean i look at the world as a wood because that's what i am so i will look and say well that could have been better or oh well gee why are they doing that when they could do this or in terms of productivity or making things happen or would see the future metals see the past Mm -hmm. would see the future I am a, one of the best planners on the planet because I'm a wood. I can, you know, I, I've created uh, certification programs for people, I have designed things for people. I can just put that those stepping stones together to get to a certain place. Any wood person can, it's not just me. But um, but a metal person, if, if you, in fact, when I was doing a lot of counseling, I, one of my favorite questions was, because I'm a wood and I look at the future and I didn't realize how biased I was, ten years from now where would you like to be i mean that's a standard question if you ask that to a metal, they're not going to be able to answer it because they look at the past so i learned to when i was working with people that had a lot of metal energy i had to say 10 years from now where would you like to look back and be you know where would you like to look back and have accomplished So that they could look at it, look at the past and see their path to where they are rather than asking them to project to a future they can't imagine.
1: Mm. Well, that's fascinating. Um, And I see in your book cover, you have all the colors because that represents all the elements, all of them. Yes, yes,
2: yes. Um, Each element, like I said, is built by one color which is their primary color, like red builds fire, but also, as I mentioned, is controlled or helped diminished by another color. And we'll go back to that water fire thing. Mm -hmm. Blue will help build wood, which is good. You know, wood needs water. Blue will help diminish fire. and. That may not feel good, but a lot of times fires get out of control and the first thing they do. I have a friend that's got a lot of fire and she now she knows, but initially she would grab a blue shawl and put it on. No idea why she was doing that, but it was building water. It was helping calm her down. Blue is a calming color. and And so... I could help her understand why she liked that blue shawl when she was going a little crazy yeah
1: yeah that's wonderful so did you come up with this design or did you your publisher come up with a book cover Uh, the
2: cover of the book is my was my publisher uh we went through probably honestly 10 different variations and this one was the one that you know i wanted the colors but i didn't want stripes you know i didn't want checkers i didn't want blah I, i i wanted it to feel soothing and um inviting i also didn't put the exact five element model on the cover because it's a very detailed model um i can show you on the back cover of the book is where the model is so the actual five element model is on the back cover of the book
1: oh okay that's just
2: a suggestion of the model to to blend
1: yeah my first spiritual um, retreat was called the five elements.
2: <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> been, That's uh, great.
1: Yeah. San Francisco area. Yeah. So this is kind of, it's kind of interesting how it's just like coming back yeah. to me like this.
2: Well, it, and it's an important model. It's it's a timeless model, and it can be the model for anything. I mean, um, I use it for modeling personalities. It can be a model of the universe. It can be a model of a house. Feng Shui is based on the five elements. Mm. Acupuncture is based on the five elements. I mean, it's it's more pervasive in our culture than most people realize.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Okay. So let's talk about your other area of expertise as a naturopath. So how can your diet impact
2: relationships? Okay. Different. <laughs> I'm going to try and make this really succinct.
1: This could be like a five hour.
2: This could uh, be I'm a sorry. five hour discussion. Absolutely. <laughs> D- there different foods impact different elements. Ah. So there's a baseline of health. I mean, as a naturopath, I'm going to I'm going to talk about what is basically a healthy diet or not. Or, you know, and, and I did that a lot, especially when I was working with cancer people. I mean, there is a very specific diet that you do to uh, make sure that you're making taking out taking away the welcome sign for cancer. There, uh, the, the traditional American diet, there's it's a welcome sign for cancer. Oh, so, so we soft. changed that up to where you weren't feeding the cancer cells, but for there will always be some ramification on the elemental structure in your body because it's, food impacts everything that we are.
1: And what is that by the way, the diet, is it different for? It's
2: ketogenic. It's ketogenic. Oh Cancer, on. cancer feeds on, on sugar. sugar. Yeah. And, and carbs create sugar. I mean, basically you've got fats, you got proteins and you got carbs and carbs are sugar. Mm-hmm. and carbs go into the body like sugar and they go into the bloodstream like sugar and blood uh, excess blood and the sugar is a welcome mat for cancer yeah Which, that's been my experience and and i have a like i said a pretty good track record yeah with with cancer
1: and so it's not necessarily like the dairy or the meat it's more well, like...
2: um i would be avoiding dairy because milk can go in like sugar i mean oh, i see yeah the... anything if it's not a protein, or a um, carb, or a, I, I just tend to ha- want people to eat very basic, very simple, and um, make sure In fact, I make them check their, their, their urine for ketones. If you're if you have no sugar in your bloodstream, you are burning ke- ketones and creating ketones. You're in what's called ketosis. Mm-hmm. And um, that will show up in your urine. Mm. So they check their, their urine every day.
1: Oh fascinating i was I was diagnosed with cancer in uh, february 2020 so I was just like curious your opinion
2: about everything and how how are you doing
1: well it's Uh, i'm in remission or it's gone yeah excellent excellent um, Excellent. yeah and
2: that's that's that's, um you know the other thing that i did a lot of is work with their individual energy systems you know your meridians will the minute anybody hears the c word as you well know you flip out you're going to overdrive and there's um, a meridian energy meridian called the triple warmer triple burner that's um about panic about protecting us that's the fight flight or freeze energy response and the minute you hear the c word you're gonna go oh my god you know that's the first thing and triple warmer is gonna go i'm here we'll fight everything and and it kind of overdoes it usually and then it takes down the ability for the energy that comes from spleen organ spleen meridian to heal and so it's a that that was another thing i did every at least twice a month with people was work with their energy to keep them balanced and things stable and especially triple warmer calm down so that the body could heal that's funny and and it's also i wonder if other
1: people's reaction has an effect on us too because people assume it's a death sentence or it's just i'm so sorry and they feel
2: bad well it 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 used to be a death sentence it isn't anymore medicine has come a long long way Mm -hmm. and i everybody i worked with i worked with in conjunction to um, western medicine it was i'm not going to say never that i could think of a couple people who were adamantly opposed to working with western medicine but generally i worked with them in conjunction with western medicine so um, one thing we can do energetically, and this is getting into energy medicine and less about relationships. But I
1: know, but I can't help it.
2: <laughs> that's OK. I'm, I'll go anywhere you want to go. <laughs> um, you can't. The body, it, this energy system Meridian called triple warmer, triple burner, um, it is a protectorate. And if it's something is being introduced that it doesn't know, it doesn't think is safe or right, it will fight it. And chemo, which is something that for many, many people, helps them fight their cancer. You don't want your energies to fight your chemo. So I can, I have worked with people to help um, familiarize the body with it. So triple warmer doesn't see it as an invader and try and stop it so it can do its work.
1: Oh, wow. So that's, That's amazing. I've never heard of anyone doing that.
2: Um, it's based. I don't know if you've heard of Donna Eden. She's an energy medicine. She wrote the book Energy Medicine. Okay. Uh, literally. Anyway, I created her certification program and taught for her for a long time, and it's based on some of the techniques she teaches. Oh, very. I mean, you can buy the book Energy Medicine by Donna Eden, and a lot of of almost everything we used in that training program is in that book.
1: Oh wow, that's amazing. Okay, so let's go back to my original question about diet and impacting okay. relationships.
2: Okay. So diet is, I'm going to go back to my original answer. It's it, you have to be honoring your body. Yeah. So first and foremost, you have to be healthy. So a lot, of for, for example, earth people love sugar, anything sweet. Sweets are just, and, and for an earth personality type, it is very common for a little bit of sugar to be incredibly grounding for them,
1: mm-hmm.
2: not tons. But I mean, you, I, and in my practice, like, I energy test everything on everybody. So it's it's not just my, gee, I think this. It's like, let's ask your body. Let's ask your body to tell us, is this good for you or not? Does it, will this work with you or not? Through I mean, that's muscle what we do with the, or something. That's what? Muscle testing. Muscle testing. Yes, absolutely. Muscle testing. And um, that's basically how I work with chemo is I muscle test where it goes weak in the body and I strengthen that part of the body in the presence of that substance so and you can do that with food if there's uh something that they need to eat or they really really love to eat you can try and help the body do better with it you know like desensitize something but my preference is really to help the person find what works well for them and and it what works well now if you have cancer and you're fighting it will maybe be different than what used to work for you when you were in high school or might work with you once you're you're through the, the protocols. So it's, it's just always checking in. Uh, some people usually, especially when they're dealing with cancer, don't test well for alcohol. They don't test well for a whole lot of sugar, but because sugar is grounding to earths, with earth people, it can be a little different. Mm. Um, metal people tend to have trouble with alcohol. Some of them do fine though. I mean, would people tend to really love carbs? (laughs) And is that good for them? Like, no, not really.
0: really?
2: (laughs) But but, you know, there's balance in all things. I, I, I have never written a diet book. I, I have no desire to write a diet book. But what I, what I know to be true from years and years and years of this practice is that it can be so individualized. Mm. The world can say, this is good for you, this is bad for you. And it might 80% of the time be true. But there might be somebody for whom that just isn't true. I'll go back to my example of Earths. Earths care so much about other people. They are the ones, you know, the nurses, the doctors, the people that want to help other people. My Earth comes out in my practice. It certainly does not come out in how tidy my house is, but it comes out in my practice and earth people give a lot of themselves and we can give as much as we want if we're grounded when we lose our contact with mother earth especially for an earth personality that can be debilitating so if there a little bit of sugar for most people and again it's something you test can help ground them and bring them back in touch with that grounding energy and they're off and running again
1: yeah yeah that's amazing
2: so everything in moderation that's what i'm gonna say i i don't tell people unless i'm dealing with a cancer person i don't tell people what they can or can't eat we'll test or whatever and and then it's like everything in moderation Mm. and are you still seeing patients or clients i'm not seeing patients uh, in person anymore i'm doing coaching and i i can do i do um consultations oh i Um, i just am not um my husband is very high risk uh, and COVID is still around in the Chicago area. So I'm just not doing live oh, got appointments it. now.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Well, th- you're still able to help online. Yes, absolutely.
2: And like I said, I do, I do Zoom consultations and that works really well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's amazing. It's very efficient. So, so
1: going back to this discussion about how diet impacts relationships, could... Yes these issues be magnified during the holidays? If there's a lot of sweets, could it cause um, issues or conflicts?
2: At a general level, especially in the context of the holidays, I'm going to say not usually. Got it. Because our body, unless you're eating something highly toxic for you personally, Usually food around the holidays, there's more sweets than normal. Mm-hmm. So if you're diabetic, obviously you're going to have to pay attention to that. But generally speaking, something done short term doesn't change how the body functions. Oh, you know, let's, Again, arsenic or, you know, something horribly bad yes. for you or for a diabetic, too much sugar. But generally we're so, we're so wired for survival.
0: Mm-hmm. Our
2: systems can take a good amount in a short term. Now, alcohol is an interesting case. People that know they have trouble with alcohol, people that know they don't either either handle it well or don't know when to stop or that kind of a thing, those, I don't think the holidays are an excuse to violate what you know is the appropriate behavior for you. So get through them in different ways. Um, but generally speaking, our physical form, if we're healthy, can manage a great deal and what i would suggest from a relationship perspective is whatever you're eating make it celebratory put a celebration around it it's the holidays celebrate being together celebrate family that raises the vibration of the energy that raises the the amount of joy in the in the room the connectedness in the room it's it's um that is the way food i mean remember in the in the in the ancient days there was ceremony around food yeah. there was all this kind of hoopla if you will around consuming food thanking the animal it came from if you eat meat yeah, but, i mean there's just animals. a lot of ceremony um i know in my garden i still when i plant vegetables i invoke the energies of that vegetable and ask for a productivity and a good harvest kind of how broad you want to get with how you interact with food and food sources but it's it's that mindfulness it's that acknowledging and that sets i have always believed sets a stage for how we ingest it how our energies interact with blessed food versus something that just got slapped in a pan and slapped on a plate Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We probably digest it
2: better in our bodies. Yes, it
1: in yes, better yes. So Plus,
2: that's, better. I think, uh, an important aspect of grace mm-hmm. and <clears throat> it's uh, it's that moment to pause. And, and I, I'm not even I'm not coming at this in any kind of a religious way, but it's that moment to cause pause and give thanks, give mm-hmm. thanks to whatever is on the plate. Give thanks to the people that prepared it, the people that brought it to your table, the the people that raised it or grew it or whatever. And, and it, it doesn't have to take more than 10 seconds, but it that changes the energy in our body that makes us ready to receive it in a in a blessed way. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that that's amazing. And it makes me feel better because I just got back from a five day all inclusive resort in Mexico stuffing my belly (laughs) (laughs) off of my diet lots of sugar so i'm like okay good it was very celebratory you know i was and that's wonderful
2: here's another little trick you can do if you know you're getting ready to eat something that may not be the best thing for your body okay and this is again this is an energy work piece making a figure eight tracing a figure eight the figure eight the infinity sign basically an eight on its side, the infinity sign harmonizes energy. So if you figure eight something that may not be in the greatest interest of health for your body before you eat it, you're giving it, that's like a blessing. That's another way to kind of help there be harmony or even make a figure eight between yourself and the food to harmonize.
1: Oh my God, that is so beautiful. I love that because an eight is my life path. Yes. And and I love turning it on its side and I have like a logo for my new business is an infinity sign. It's just like, Oh, perfect. And this is,
2: again, this is straight out of Donna Eden's work. So it's, (gasps) it's just about harmonizing energies and balancing energies. And that's, that's, I think part of going back to the five elements for a second, they exist as a whole. They Mm -hmm. each bring something the whole needs. They balance and harmonize the whole by their, just by their presence there and so they balance and, and harmonize us and they are how we balance and harmonize our relationships and so it, it, that in and of itself is a as a key piece to the miracle of energy and how is really everything is energy because einstein said that yeah it's einstein, <laughs> einstein.
1: <laughs> okay um so now i'm going to ask an interesting question do you feel that every relationship can be
2: healed yes Mm, beautiful. I do. Um I feel that every relationship is possible. Every you know, whether it's water with the wood, with the fire, whatever, every relationship is possible. And my book actually spends a lot of time talking about how if you're in a relationship with this person, here are the highs and the lows, and here's what you can do to make it work. I mean it's it's a very I do believe every relationship can work in less. and here is my caveat. Unless a person is so out of balance that they are in in destructive behavior mode most of the time you're with them, then it's about them. It's not about the relationship. A relationship with two moderately sane, moderately healthy people <laughs> can be made to work if both parties want it to work
1: yeah thank you for saying that it's it's important for the people to be
2: sane yeah mentally yes yes, yes yes and um uh objective even i i be, be, but if you're in a relationship with someone that you know to be exceedingly biased in a way that doesn't work for you whether it's racially or anything like that you're not likely to change them and you might want to rethink that relationship
1: mm, it, yeah. it's just
2: you you can balance people You can balance the energy in people you can balance people to each other but if there is a behavior pattern and i'm not even being judging on it i'm just saying if it's a behavior pattern that they that's that's pretty core to them or their belief system and it it isn't it isn't jiving with you either mentally emotionally physically or spiritually i i just am not positive that's a relationship that will be as productive as someone may want Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm a big proponent of going in. That's why I wrote my book, go into a relationship with your eyes open.
1: Wow. Yeah, absolutely. What I want to hear a little bit about your journey. What made you want to be a naturopath and then how
2: did you (laughs) get to be in a relationship? (laughs) Okay. So my, my journey starts with a degree in psychology, fascinated with how people work, Fascinated yeah. with the mind um, and marketing too, and then uh, right. a desire to have money to eat with. Yeah. So, um, and psychologists, especially new kids out of college, don't make a whole lot of money. And um, i i was in I was really into how people behave and, and purchasing decisions and stuff like that. And so, I went to the University of Chicago. I was lucky enough to get in and got a degree in in marketing and consumer behavior, an MBA in that. And so then it was like, I've got an MBA from a big snazzy university. I'm gonna go make some money. Yeah. <laughs> Pay off all these school loans. So I worked in in the, the business sector for a while. And boy was that an eye opener in terms of relationships and and boundaries and no boundaries and all this stuff. It just it was a real like, whoa, okay, yeah. Not my cup of tea. It works great for my husband and God bless him, but it became apparent to me. So I I went back to my first love. My first love had been medicine. When I lived in California, I was going to I was actually going to go to UCLA's med school. And it sort of sort of morphed into the psychology in UCLA. I was a psychobiology major. So that was a great pre med major. My family moved rather abruptly to the Midwest and I went to a small college. And I said, hi, I'm from California. I'm a psychobiology major. And they're like, yeah, right we have psychology and biology, pick which one you want. And I had more credits in psychology and that's how I ended up being in psychology. Oh, wow. But I always had a passion for the body and the systems and how they worked. So I decided I was going to go back to med school, but I wanted to do it more naturally. So I went and became a naturopath instead of a traditional doctor. And I have nothing against traditional doctors. We use them if we need them. It just felt like a better fit for me to be a naturopath. So I I went through this course of studies and hung out my shingle. And as I said, you can't heal people that are in emotional turmoil. You just can't. So I had the psychology degree. I had a basic understanding of human behavior from that. And I also had all these natural tools. And I started working with them with patients and it made big differences. So it was kind of, it kind of came together and um, it's worked out well for me. Yeah, that's amazing. How did you get on Oprah twice? <laughs> <laughs> How did I I'm get sure on Oprah? everybody asks that, right? Okay, I have, yes, they do. <laughs> and that's okay. It, it's been many decades ago, so it wasn't like in the last five years or anything. Yeah, but, she
1: didn't even have, right. She just right. so it was, it was a
2: while ago. And the first time I was on, I, uh, my husband and I lived out in the country. And so she was doing a show on people that lived In small towns or on in the country or whatever and i was like hi you know i live in a small town okay fine that's great and so i did a i i was on a show with her back then i think it was still even am chicago then she when it was oprah's show she started doing these book club things and she picked a book that a friend of mine knew i had read and so my friend called the producer because they they put up something because i didn't watch oprah's show that much they put a blurb at the bottom if you've read this book, and I think it was like the Celestine Prophecy or something like that. Um, Oprah wants to talk to you. So, my friend, without talking to me, called and said, I, I she's read every book like this. She's because I had, oh, wow, <laughs> and, and she can talk, you would love her. And so, the producer called me and said, You've been recommended. Um, you know, what do you think of these books? Blah blah blah. So there was a show that she did, Oprah did, with the authors, and then she had five of us in as kind of like a reading group to discuss the books with them.
1: Oh my god! And mostly god.
2: we discussed it with her, yeah. and um, I was much younger than, but it was fun. It was to you know, it was like talking philosophy with Oprah. It was really great.
1: Oh my god, that's so amazing! And yeah, but, you know what? The it, synchronicity is. Yes. I have interviewed James Redfield and know him for my podcast. Yeah. And he talked about being on Oprah. So I don't, yeah. I
2: was the study group. I (laughs) I was
1: with him. One of the
2: five people. And and she filmed us in two separate times. So I was never there with him on set at the same time, which is for him is a blessing because the audience, the day we filmed our segment, the study group segment, the audience was not very pro-new-agey books, and they were quite hostile. Oh, they were quite hostile. It unexpected was like, facility. it was very yeah. unexpected. It was very, very unexpected. And um, yeah. yeah, so that was that was that experience, but it was wonderful. Oprah was a love and, and very, um, very engaging and very, she's a wood. She's a toe wood. It oh, that so <laughs> And
1: yeah. so I noticed you had John Gray, uh, yes. wrote a testimonial. How did you guys yes. meet?
2: Um, I actually, John Gray is on the front and Jack Hanfield's on the back. He wrote me a testimonial as well.
1: Amazing.
2: Um, I met Jack because I had done a workshop with him. So, and he had, uh, I told him about the book. He said, oh my God, it sounds great. Send me the book. I sent him the book and he he said, "I, I would love to write a testimonial. John Gray is an interesting thing. I have never met Mr. Gray in person, but he was one of the first people who shifted my perspective on relationships. That it's about understanding the person, not what they look like, not how much they make, not how they act. It's understanding, and that is what Men from Mars, Women from Venus did. It, it said, "Okay, you got to understand guys, you got to understand girls." Yeah. So it, I, I really believe that aha moment I had when I read his book that understanding is so important was part of the like the fertilizer, if you will, for my going. Oh, five elements. Here's another way to understand each other. So I reached out to him when my book was coming out and uh, explained all that to him. I wrote him a very nice, long email and he's got a, a gatekeeper. He's got an um, a assistant that, but she gave it to him. She sent it to him and he said, he said, I would love to write it, you know, this. Thank you. This touched me. And I would love to write an, an endorsement for you. And he wrote that. Oh my God.
1: That's so, yeah, that was,
2: that was the stars aligning. That was my guides and oh, angels yeah. going. Yeah let's make this, make, make this happen. And also it's the old, no asking, no getty. I mean, you, if you don't try. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. So what is Zen success to you in
2: relationships? Zen success? Yes. Zen success. Zen success. I think really I would define success as at, at multiple levels, three or four different steps. First and foremost, it's a success if you can understand I mean, we go back to that understanding if we can um if we can say "I understand you, I may not agree with you all the time, but I understand where you're coming from and then the second thing is understanding how we interact, how we relate. Those are probably the two biggest steps that are sort of any for um for getting along yeah. understanding and understanding the person, understanding your dynamics, and wanting to work with those.
1: Yes, wonderful. Well, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and hearing it's been about Great. Your- Amazing book, the five elements of relationships, how to get along with anyone, anytime, any place. And I'll put your website
2: and the quiz, everybody, drvickymatthews.com.
1: Yeah. And I'll put your website in the show notes and um, how to buy the book. So perfect. If you're driving, you can look it up later. So thank you so much for being on my show today. Thank
2: you. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.
0: That's it for today's episode of Zen Success. Head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows. Zen Success is also available on the radio in select markets through amfm247.com. Subscribe to the show and share with friends. Be sure to head on over to zensuccessshow.com to help you on your Zen Success journey. And join us on the next episode. May you find your own Zen Success in
2: life.